Today's message is entitled Crumbs. Crumbs, it's the little things. Crumbs, it's the little things. Most people don't expect much from small things. Most people look to the big things in life. They spend most of their lives pursuing grandiose things. Um, but today's lesson is going to teach us uh, that the small things that are already around us really possess what the big things have as well. I want to talk for a moment about crumbs. I want to I want to get into these small, inconsequential pieces and remnants of far bigger things. Things that others have let drop to the floor for waste. Now watch this. Don't, don't miss this. I want to talk to you about crumbs, listen, that are seemingly inconsequential pieces and remnants of bigger things. Ah, listen to me. These small things, these crumbs, these pieces that people let drop to the floor or they brush off into the trash were once connected to a bigger thing, a bigger item. It was once connected to something that was far bigger. And so what I want you to get from this message today, listen to me carefully, this is my thesis. I want you to walk away from this message understanding this, that whatever is in the crumb was first and also in the loaf it came from. I want you to understand this, that whatever is in the crumb that you think is so inconsequential and so unnecessary and irrelevant that we're going to throw in the trash or brush in the trash, whatever we see as just crumbs was once a part of that which was bigger and it holds all the elements in the crumb that's in the larger bread. Are you with me? So let's read the story this morning. It's in Matthew 15, verses 21 through 28. Let's take a look at it. The text says, Then when Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, my daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Jesus, you should send her away, for she cries out after us. <laughs> but he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, 
it is not good to take, here it is, the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Oh, and he done called her a dog. And she said, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Watch this. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. What I want you to understand is she knew something about the power of the crumb. Uh, she wasn't going to be denied. She understood that thesis I shared. She said that I'll take the crumb. And Jesus turns around and says, woman, you got a lot of faith. He recognized that tremendously. Listen, let's talk about this. Let me give you point number one. Check this out. When you're too far out to be let in, and you're too far in to accept being left out, you're more than likely a candidate to experience the crumbs. I'll read it again. When you're too far out to be let in, and you're too far in to accept being left out, you're more than likely a candidate to experience the little things like crumbs. What am I saying by that? I'm saying that whenever you're too far out, the issue with this woman was that she was not an Israelite. She was from Canaan. She was considered an outsider. So whenever you're too far out to be let in and you're too far in to accept being left out, in other words, she was too far in to what she wanted for her daughter. She was too far in to believing by faith. She was too far vested to say, I'm going to be left out. She was too far in. So whenever you're in that position, she realized I might be a candidate. I may not get the best thing. I may not get the biggest thing, but I may get the crumbs, but I'm smart enough to know that whatever's in the crumbs is what's in the bread. And I don't want you to miss that today. I'm going to say it over and over again so that you are not mistaken to think that the crumbs that you get don't have the power to take care of what you need. Listen, when we know that we are not top billing, when we know that we are outcasts and we are outsiders, in other words, you're on the bottom of the, the pole. You're not, you're not friend number one. You're not priority. Whenever you're not priority, there's a desperation that comes with you. You want out. You want better, right? There's something that she wanted. She was in Canaan, but she understood there was something better. And so she clearly turned her ears on to start listening to who Jesus was. She knew who Jesus was. She knew about his power to heal. She had heard about it, but she wasn't supposed to believe it. Why? Because she was an outsider. She was a contrast to the Israelites, but she was in far enough to know that something out there was strong enough to heal her daughter. Let's take a look at the text a little more closely and see what we can derive from this. The text says, 
And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely possessed. And what I want you to look at in verse number 22, I want you to look at 22 and I want you to understand this woman, the text said she was a woman of Canaan and I highlighted it for you. She came from that region and she cried out saying, have mercy on me, O Lord. Wait a minute. So she's a woman of Canaan calling Jesus Lord. That don't even make sense. I want you to understand that doesn't even make sense. So here she projects as an outsider. She says, I'm calling you Lord. Have mercy on me. My daughter is severely demon possessed. I know I don't belong. I'm clearly understanding that I'm not on the top 100 list. I'm not the top bestseller. My book is not the top New York's bestseller. It's way down on the list. My songs aren't number one on Billboard. They way down on the list. I understand that. I'm okay with that because I understand that if 20 people listen or if 15 people read the book, whatever is in the crumb is in. Uh, that's all right. You, you're going to miss it. Look at verse 23. Verse 23 says, but he answered her, not a word. When you are on the outside, when you're too far out to be let in and you're too far in to stay out, the Bible said he answered her, not a word, meaning he ignored her. And his disciples came and urged him saying, send her away for she cries after us. What I want you to understand is that when you're not on the top priority, when you're not important to everybody else, guess what? People ignore you. They think that you, have you ever been in a meeting and you're just, you're just the receptionist. They don't listen to your feedback, but if you're CEO or, or if you're supervisor, or if you're manager, they listen to you. I don't want you to miss this. Jesus ignored her because she was not a part of the Israelites. She was not of the status. People ignore you when they don't see you of significant value. Have you ever talked to someone who ignores you? You're talking and they're not listening. They're doing something else. Ah, oh God, you're going to miss it. This creates desperation. I want you to understand this woman who says, listen, my daughter is sick and I need her to be healed. And I'm being ignored right now because I'm not on the inside. I, you know, I'm not on the end tip. You know what I'm saying? You're not, you don't have the connections. You don't have the in route that, that others have. And he, she figures out that she's being ignored. And so what she decided to do, she said that didn't do nothing, but stimulate desperation on my part that says, Oh, okay. Will you ignore me? Oh, okay. Let me try a little harder. So look at verse 24. Verse 24 says, but he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So Jesus explains why he's ignoring her because she doesn't fit the criteria. Ah, God, what I'm trying to say is sometimes when you don't fit the criteria, Ah, people consider you an outsider and they will ignore you. So the point of this message is when you find yourself in that situation, you're a candidate 
for crumbs. Uh, my point is, people are not going to award you or reward you with the whole loaf or the best promotion or the big house or the big car or the big friendship because you don't fit the criteria, which means this desperation must prepare you to accept the crumbs. Ah, God, come on. Are you tracking with what I'm saying? Sometimes when you don't have the status, you have to accept what they get. Ah, come on. If your credit score is not high, you have to accept what they get. Ah, come on. If, if, if you don't live in a certain area, you have to accept what they and so the point of this message is, it doesn't matter what they give you. If they give you crumbs, you understand uh, that whatever is in the crumbs <laughs> is also in the bigger loaf. Come on, man. You got to walk with me on this. I want you to understand that whenever you feel like you're left out, whenever you feel like you don't qualify, whenever you feel like you're at a dead end job and nobody is listening to you and all they give you. All they give you is this one little extra promotion, this little step up, it's lateral. It's not even it's not even promotion, it's just a lateral move. God says that's a crumb. And the and he said whatever's in the crumb is also in the big position you desire. Oh, come on. Oh, if you can understand how to navigate through life even when you're on the outside. Come on. I want to talk to some people who you don't have the status. You can't you can't roll with the Beyonce's and the Jay-Z's. You can't roll with the Bishop Jakes or the Jones. You you are just you. You just you, boo. And you all through your life then have been handed less than. Ah God, come on. And what I'm trying to tell you is that whatever the less than you've been getting was always a part of something that was bigger than. So you don't see the crumbs as inconsequential little things to be thrown away. You see the crumbs as possessing whatever is in the big piece. Are you tracking with me? Let me move on to number two. Let me see if I can help you understand what's happening. Number two, when no is not an option, and your desperation intensifies due to personal investment, you're definitely a candidate willing to embrace crumbs. Whenever no is not an option, you are willing to take crumbs. Ah, that's what I'm saying. Listen, I want you to understand, now the woman's desperation has gone to another level. She has once been rejected. He says, I'm not going to give this to you because you're an outsider. Now the desperation comes up and no is not an option. And whenever no is not an option, you're willing to accept less. Ah, come on, be, be reasonable with me. Whenever no is not an option, you say, well, I, you can't have that one. You can't have, well, I ain't walking out of here with nothing. And so they say, well, okay, well, you can have this. And you should, you should be able to say from this text, 
Okay, I'll take that because I understand <laughs> that whatever's in what you gave me less is a part of the, never mind. Let me let me let me help this. Let me help you understand this. When no is not an option, the desperation rises. And when there's desperation in your heart, it brings out the ability to think. It makes you negotiate. It makes you try different things. Here's what I'm, come on, stay with me. She tried to ask him and said, have mercy on me. My daughter is severely possessed with a demon. That didn't work. No is not an option. Let me try something else. So that's what I'm trying to get you to see. No makes you creative. And whenever you have, watch this. Oh, this is good, Joy. Whenever you have less than what you want, you get creative enough to keep striving uh, for what you desire. No is not an option for the things I love. Well, what is her issue? Her issue is she loved her daughter. No is not an option for my daughter's healing. Do you see what I'm saying? There's a level of personal investment. Oh, no, no, this, this is about my daughter. Are you you telling me, no, I'm just going to walk away? No, I need this. Desperation says my daughter is on the line. Her health is on the line. And when that's a personal investment level, you have to say no is not an option. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Let's go to the text. The text says in verse 25, then she came and worshiped. Oh, look at her now. Look at her now. She Then she, then she came and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. Lord, you're wonderful. You're amazing. In other words, she turned on the, the, the praise. She turned on the verbiage. She turned on, you know, hey, Lord. Hey, you know, you're amazing. You're wonderful. She turned this on. She said, she, so, so in other words, desperate measures called for desperate measures actions. So here she come and the term worship in the text means she bowed down. That's what it is. The text says first she was standing up asking. He ignored her. He said, you're on the outside. You shouldn't get it. She said, all right, then let me bow down at your feet. Let me worship you. Let me, because listen, let me worship you because desperate, desperate causes Bring desperate actions. Now look at verse 26. Look at 26. Look at his response. But he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Oh, come on, man. If you, if you missed this, oh, watch this now. What, what, what Jesus was saying was, I'm not supposed to take the bread of healing and give it to you. You're not a child. You're not my child. This bread is only for my children. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) Jesus is talking to a mother who is standing in the gap for her child. So she understands the whole bread child thing. Don't don't miss this connection. Notice Jesus didn't say nothing about the crumbs. He said, it's not my will to give the bread, the whole loaf to outsiders. Look at the exchange. So his response to her worship, his response to her worship is, uh, um, look, you shouldn't get the bread. And so she says, okay, I feel, I'm feeling rejected again. (laughs) 
But what I want you to see in this text that even her worship, listen to me, even her worship, even her bowing down didn't move him. Ooh, wait a second. So you can sing, you can shout, you can speak in tongues, you can bow down, but if you don't have faith, you don't have access to the potency you need for your healing. Ah, come on, listen to what I'm saying. He rejected her once again saying, I'm not supposed to be talking to you, woman. I'm not supposed to be blessing you. My bread is for my children. It's not for dogs. Wait a second. And yet this desperation, this rejection still didn't send her away. What I'm trying to get you to see is that when you're on the outs and when you've got a personal investment and you're bowing down and you're kissing butt, you know how you do? Oh, I'm gonna get this job. I'm, I'm gonna be real nice to the boss. Come on, let's make it real. Let's make it practical. I'm gonna be real nice to the boss and you still ain't getting promoted. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that sit there for a minute. The rejection didn't send her away because it was personal. She believed so much in the power of God. She said, no, in my mind and in my heart, I know you got what my daughter needs. So in fact, Jesus' words fueled her more. She knew exactly what he meant by the bread being for children. Well, duh, she was there because of her own child. So with, watch this. So she was basically saying, well, with the same commitment, you holding that bread for your children? The same commitment, I'm going to keep on asking you because I want my child healed. In other words, you got bread for your children and I got a job to do for my child as well. Look at this woman. Look at this woman. An outsider. The disciple says, send her away. She's stalking us. And she says, even if my bowing down and saying nice things to you won't get a response, I got something else for you. I would think she would walk away, right? I would think that she was like, uh, okay, well, hey, never mind then. You can't help me. Well, not so true. Let's look at point number three. Look at point number three. When crumbs mean more than your spiritual classification, you're a right candidate for crumbs. When crumbs mean more than your spiritual classification, you are a ripe candidate for the little things. Here's what I want you to see, folks. When you really and truly need God, guess what? Crumbs will do just fine. You get what I'm saying? When you really show enough need God, all those people say, oh, I can't come to church my hair. I can't, oh, when, 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 when you need God, it don't matter. You ain't got a church dress. You will come in flip-flops and sweats. You will sit in the back. You will do whatever you need to do to get to church because your crumbs mean more than the spiritual classification people are going to place on your life. In other words, people say, oh, look at her. Look at her. You know she ain't living right. She, you look at her. She come here. She ain't even got her kids. She ain't got her, her husband with her. I'm, my point is, when you no longer care 
about people calling you a dog, when you no longer care about people calling you a woman having a baby out of wedlock, when you no longer care about people saying you a broke, unemployed man and you can't provide for your family, that's okay. I'm here to get some crumbs. I Listen, and, and you got, listen, come on, let's be real. You got all this front row for VIP people. You got all these saved, you know, fabulous spiritual people who get access to the back. They got VIP, they got parking spaces and all that. And then you got these, these people way back in the back who struggle to get to the, uh, God, James talked about it. He says, be careful how you entertain people because some have entertained angels Ah, God, in unaware. In other words, they've been unaware. So we got all the front row for all the big people. What am I trying to say? The loaf. They get the loaf. The all the good people, they get the big bread. I'm here, I'm here to tell you, you can be in the back. <laughs> I'm telling you, all you can get is crumbs. And I'm telling you, take the crumbs. Take the crumbs because whatever. Uh, Never mind. Let me let me tell you. Listen, our willingness to accept crumbs may be belittling outwardly, but inwardly we understand that what's in the crumb is also in the whole. Listen to me. Let let let, let me break it down for you. Let me let me tell you what I'm saying. Anytime you make a cake, <laughs> or if I'm making waffles, you put. Come on now. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna tell you everything. <laughs> I ain't gonna tell you everything. When, when you make a cake, you put, you put eggs in it, you put, you put the sugar in it, you put, you put the vanilla in it, you put the extract, you put, you put the flour, you put, you put all it, you know, you put your little special seasoning in it, you put the cinnamon in it, you know, you, you, you put all, nutmeg, you put all of this in it, you put the lemon juice in it, or, or if you're making a lemon pound cake, or, you know, a peach cobbler, you put the butter in it, oh God help me, Jesus, you put all the seasoning, in other words, watch this now, watch this, the point is, if you take a piece of that lemon pound cake, let's say you made a lemon pound cake and some crumbs from the cake fall on the table. If you bite that crumb, listen to what I'm saying. If you bite the crumb, you can taste, <laughs> you can taste everything that was in the big cake. Whatever's in the, listen, whatever's in the crumb was put in the cake. So you worried about it's just a crumb. The only issue with the crumb is size, not quality. It's not an issue of does it possess what's in the cake. It's an issue of it's just a small piece. Ooh, everything that makes the whole cake juicy and scrumptious is in the crumb. And if you eat enough pieces of crumbs, you can taste the scrumptious. Give me a half a waffle. Give me a piece of waffle. Give me a crumb of La Louisiana chicken. Give me a piece of their skin. 
I can taste, uh, I can taste the seasoning. All I'm trying to say is despise not the small beginnings because everything in the small is in the big. As long as you get the crumb from God, as long as you get it from God, everything in the crumb is in the big loaf. Everything you need from God is in the storefront. Listen, people, I I don't have a big church. Everything in these 20 members online is in the 20,000 member congregation. Everything in your little two-door bucket is in the big, large Escalade SUV. Everything in your no-child family, one-child family is in the five-child family. I don't want you to be discouraged and say, I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have this. If God would just give me this, I would be okay. I'm telling you everything that you're asking God for is already in the small blessing that he has given you. And I want you to be clear that the crumb has just enough power as the large loaf. Let me show you this. Let me give you this last aspect of the text. Verse 27 says, here's what she said. Here's her attitude. I love this. Y'all ought to adopt this attitude. She said, yes, Lord, that's true. She, She said, I ain't even arguing with you. She said, I ain't even arguing. Yes, Lord, that's true. Even the, but, but he's, even the little dogs though, eat the crumbs, which fall from the master's table. I, look, you get this? Look at, so she comes to Jesus. She bows down. She says, I'm not stopping. You're going to reject me the third time because you're going to say, all right, then I'm not going to give you this loaf. All right, then I ain't asking you for the loaf. What I'm trying to say is that the crumbs that your children mess over and fall on the floor, if it be okay. God, come on, see her heart. I mean, do you, do you see her? She's so adamant. Her faith is so strong. She understands, I don't need the whole loaf. God, she said, if I can get a piece of the loaf, I'm good. Do you remember when, when the centurion came to Jesus and said he needed Jesus to heal him. And he said, the centurion said, you don't have to leave and come. You don't have to come where they are. He says, I believe that if you just speak the word right here, right now, they will be healed. Jesus turned to the centurion and said, I have not seen so great a faith in all of Israel. In other words, when you are able to trust God to do what you need him to do in spite of everybody's asking Jesus, come to my house, come to my house. Everybody asking, come to my house. The centurion said, you ain't got to come to my house. That's a crumb. Do you get what I'm saying? That's a crumb. In other words, whenever you feel like God is doing less for you than what he's doing for other people, that's a life of crumbs. This is a message about crumbs. And I want to talk to all you people who feel like you're getting a short end of the stick. I'm telling you the centurion, God bless That person got healed. I'm telling you 
the woman who was an outsider, her daughter got healed. And I'm telling you, she was willing to be called a dog at the children's table. I'm telling you, what are you willing to be called for God? What are you willing to sacrifice for God's blessing? You, are you willing to ride around in the bucket? Everybody else driving up in Mercedes. I'm driving. Listen, I'm telling you, are you willing? Are you willing to come to church? Listen, I went to church. I preached in shoes with holes in the bottom of them. I preached knowing. I Listen, I preached in a suit that it was shining because I ironed it so much. I'm telling you, I did what I had to do because I had to get what I had to get. When God promises you that he'll be with you, that he'll bless you, that he'll provide for you. You've got to be willing to be called a dog to get it. Don't talk to me that way. People leave church. People leave church because the usher, you didn't speak to me this morning. Didn't even call you a dog. Just didn't speak to you. And people, I ain't going back to that church. I can't believe how they, they are hypocrites. You idiot. You're missing out on what God has for you because you can't take, you can't accept that somebody looked at you funny. Say ouch, say ouch, I know it, I know it. Her desperation yet pushed Jesus to another consideration. In other words, look, she said, she, look, she went and asked. He said, no, I'm ignoring you. She bowed down. He was like, no, I'm ignoring. No, it's a no for me, dog. And then the third thing, he said, I can't give you the bread. She said, okay, then give me the crumbs. I don't want the bread. Give me the crumbs. In other words, three times she was relentless. Are you desperate for anything? Or are you accepting no from the devil every day? God says, pursue it, even if it's crumbs. Well, she was like, if your children eat at the table, can I at least be the dog who licks the crumbs? She was smart. She was a smart woman. And she knew that whatever... He baked in the bread on the table for his children would also be in the crumbs that fell to the floor. I'm telling you, uh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, God, the bread was supposed to be on the table for children, but she was smart enough to know that children mess over bread. <laughs> Look, she wasn't even asking to sit at the table. She was saying, in other words, I don't even want the crumbs that are on the table. She's saying, let, the, let me have the crumbs that fall to the floor so I won't even be seen or in your way. Dang. In other words, you ain't got to recognize me for the usher board. You ain't got to recognize me for what I did. I don't, you don't even have to see me in the church. Go on and give it to the big people. Go on and give it to the VIP. Go on and keep giving them juice and, and parking space. You don't even have to know me. I came to get this word. Whoa, do you look if I listen, if I had time, I'd talk about listen, I, let me look right in this camera. Let me let me get you on this one. If I had time, I'd talk about careless, how careless and squanderous we are as children at the table of God. I, 
I, I talk about how we mess over the things that God give us. We waste so much of God's goodness. We waste it on the floors of life. The world, listen to me, the world literally could live and be healed off the crumbs and leftovers we leave on our plates every day. If people walked by our lives and just picked up the crumbs that we have messed over, there's healing in the residue of what I left in God's blessing. What I'm unwilling to eat at the table, a stranger could get new life from. Cat dog it. Whoo, listen to what I'm saying here. There's so much God gives us that we say, listen, God is so good to us, his children. He's so good to us. We have the nerve to say, I don't like this. I don't want any more of this. Uh, I'm full. Lord, you gave me that last year. Lord, no, no, thank you. Who tells the Lord, no, thank you. You have the nerve, you have the nerve to act like, I don't like that song. I'm not going to worship. I don't like that song. Where that same song, if a drunk heard it on the street, might get their life changed around and you're sitting throwing songs of cat dogging, ignoring praise and worship, that there's healing in worship and fellowship. And people in the world could get new life and power from worship that you're ignoring. Dang. The world is starving for the power we throw away every day. So let me wrap this up. Let's look at the final response in verse 28. The final response says this. Then Jesus answered and said to her, okay, you, you, all right then, you got me there. He's like, oh, woman. Oh, woman. Listen, listen. She's so much of an outsider. She don't even have a name. The text doesn't even give her. Have you ever been at a company and the CEO doesn't know your name? The people don't know your name. Nobody knows. You've been to a church. Nobody knows your name. Here he says, oh woman, great is your faith. But here's what he says to her. Let it be to you as you desire. I want you to underline that in your mind. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour because she understood the power that was in the crumb. Jesus looked beyond her as the outsider. Just because the job doesn't see you, just because your husband doesn't see you, just because your kids don't see you, God looks beyond the fact that you are from the region of Tyree and Sidon. God looks beyond the fact that you were born in a home without a father. You were tossed left and right to foster homes. God 
looks beyond the fact that you don't have an education. You never got your degree. You tried. You didn't even get your GED. God looks beyond the fact. That you have a physical handicap, a challenge. God, look, because these are all things that people frown at. These are all things that keep people from putting you in their top tier. All of your disabilities, all of your dysfunctions, people will not honor you because something's wrong with you. God looks beyond all of that to say... (laughs) Ah, woman, your faith. Your faith is more powerful than the fact that you're an outsider. Your faith is more powerful than your worship and your kissing people's behind. Your faith is more powerful than your dog status licking crumbs off the ground. God says your faith is more powerful than your background, your past, and your myriad of disqualifications. And God says, in light of other people's rejection, he says, be it unto you. As you will. Whoa, my God. God says, whatever it is you're asking me for, even though I'm not supposed to give it, can I talk to you? (laughs) He broke his own rule to bless her. Now I'm telling you, God will break a rule to get you what you desire. Delight thyself in the Lord, Psalm 37, and he will give you the desires of your heart. God says, if you have the faith to believe I am who I said I am, if you're willing to let your faith bring you past church folk who say, send them away, send her away. She's a prostitute. She's drinks. Send her away. She's a drug addict. She's an ex-con. If you can push past church folk, whoo, my God. And let your faith say, I know God has got something for me. Hallelujah. Woo! In spite of what people would say, they'll criticize you and call you all manner of evil. But you're here at church. I'm not here for you. I'm here for God. And you ain't going to give me the bread. I know that already. That's all right. I don't want the bread. I don't want front row. I don't want VIP. I don't want you to even call my name. Give me the crumbs. Somebody say, I'll take the crumbs. He tells her, great is your faith. Be it unto you as you will. And watch this. And her daughter was made whole. That day. Listen to what I'm saying. Again, Jesus did not have to come. Jesus didn't have to lay hands. Jesus didn't have to do nothing. Her faith. Her faith ignited the healing. And here's what I'm trying to get you to see. The power never was in the crumb. In other words, the crumb didn't, the Bible doesn't say she actually ate the crumb. The point of the text is to show that God is in the crumb just as much as he's in the bread. And if you get God, 
You got God in a bucket that's barely running. If you got God in a one-bedroom a, a bachelor, it don't even got a bedroom. You in a bachelor. If you got God, you got all of heaven. Ooh, do you hear what I'm trying to dog it? Ooh, I got $20 in the bank. He says, I got God. If I got God, you got everything you need. Woo! My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Through Christ Jesus, you got 30 cents in the bank. But God said, I'll meet your needs. Come, dog it. I wish I had some folk online who know that God will do it. In the midnight hour when you know you don't have it, but somehow God makes a way. I wish I had some people who could testify. There are all kind of people out there who got enough money to give people money for the next 10 years. But some of us, we live paycheck to paycheck. Or we're trusting God every month. We don't make enough to cover our bills. But God keeps Providing for us every month. I'm telling you. The crumbs is real. The crumbs is real baby. You may think you a dog. Living off crumbs. Look here. Watch me. Watch me pant like a dog. Go ahead on. Call, call me. Go and call me a dog. There's potency in the crumbs. There's potency in the little things. She realized she didn't need the bread. She needed what was in it. It wasn't the crumb. She didn't, she wasn't hungry. She didn't want the taste. She wanted what was in it. I wanted God. Even when we impulse buy, listen carefully, listen shoppers. Even when we impulse buy and say we need this in our lives, we don't need that thing. She didn't need the bread, she didn't need the crumb. What she needed was how that would make her feel and what it does for her. It's not the, in other words, it's not the shoes. It's not the car. It's not a bigger house. What you're looking for is some sense of complacency, some satisfaction, some meaning, meaningfulness, or you wanna matter. God says you don't need a bigger house for that. You need me. <laughs> Woo! You keep going out. I just need to go out with the girl. I need to do me. I need to do It's going to make me feel better. You don't need to do me. You need God. Yes. And when we say we don't need a person, we're saying we don't need the potency in their lives. When you reject God, when you reject people, you're saying, listen, well, I don't want to be your friend. They don't, they don't have as much money. They're not important. They're not. When you reject small people, you're rejecting their potency. A broke person can do more for you than a wealthy person in some cases. Because it's not about the quantity of life. It's the quality. God, are you hearing what I'm saying today? I want you to understand that. And so when people lose their potency, they've lost their quality of life. When people lose, listen, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a friend to you because I've got excess. I want to be a friend to you because you value what's in me. And whenever I lose my potency, whenever I lose, listen, I can lose a job, I can lose money, I can lose a house, I can lose a spouse, I can lose all of that. But when I start losing my potency of life, when I start losing my character, when I start losing my integrity, when I start losing my faith, 
that's when you start losing your life. And so we jump from people to people. We jump from shop to shop, city to city, looking for more big things and changes to make our lives better. And guess what? It never happens. Because what's in Chicago is the same thing that's in L.A. Your nasty attitude. Your corrupt spirit. Your walls of, of, of life that won't allow you to be vulnerable. Can't nobody get close to you. You keep jumping to shop. To, well, I don't like this purse. I don't like this suit. I don't like this car. And you keep buying, buying, buying. Because nothing will ever satisfy what only God can. So in my conclusion, we realize that will never happen because of this reason. We learn that potency is never about quantity. It's always about quality. People think, you know, if I do more, people think if I do more, I'll get more. But less is more when you do it well. You don't have to do more. God is not asking you to go out there and do, 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 do. He's asking you to do, 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 and do it well. Ah, you know the song, doing and doing and doing it well. All right. David slew Goliath. It's not about, it's not about quantity, it's quality. David slew Goliath with one stone and a slingshot. It can't be quantity. You're talking about, if I just get more, if I just get more, if I just get more, I'll be okay. All you need is one stone. Gideon defeated an army of thousands with 300 men. It can't be quantity. It's got to be quality. Ahab defeated Syria with an army of the size of two small goat herds. Ahab defeated 100,000 army men with a two small goat herd. Jesus fed 5,000 People and had 12 baskets left over from what? Two fish and five loaves of bread. It can't be quantity. It's got to be quality. Live your life in a way that says, I don't need more. I just need God. Many of us don't need more faith. We don't use what we have. We got crumbs all over the house. We got crumbs of power all over our lives. Elijah defeated 450 prophets. He was outnumbered 450 to one. And all of them fell in one day. And here's the kicker. One drop of Jesus' blood has the potency to cure over 8 billion people. One drop of his blood 
can cure the sins of eight billion people on this planet. And you think if you could only get more, your life would be so much better. It doesn't have to be a lot. It just has to be potent. And this woman understood that. Many may look at this ministry and pass right on by it. They ain't paying no attention. Pass right on by it. Why? Because we don't have a lot of people online. Quantity. I know for certain people, certain people listen to people because it's trending. I've said the same thing and nobody will like it. Five people will like it. Some other preacher says it and 200,000 like it. Because it's trending. More people recognize it. And I'm not hating against anybody else and what they're doing. I'm just trying to show you the difference of how people react to quantity versus quality. That should be our strategy for the new year coming up, Shauna. Not just to have more in your closet, but to have less with greater quality. I'm not going to fill my life up with more stuff. I'm going to fill it up with less, but with greater quality. Mm, Listen to what I'm saying. We buy more. Look at this. We buy more when we buy cheap. And most of us have to buy cheap because we don't have the money. So we keep buying and that's the cycle of the stores of how they keep building these mini malls right in our communities so we can keep going buying more cheap stuff. And we buy more and more and more but when we learn to buy quality we buy less. Listen to what I'm saying. When I started buying quality suits I didn't have to go to the little the, the flea market, the place to get me the, the little knockoff or the name brand that, that had a defect. I didn't have to keep doing that. I'd get a quality suit. That suit would last me 15, 20 years. Get what I'm saying? Quality lasts longer. We learned that I have more, I learned I have more years in one pair of shoes than somebody who has 20 pairs of shoes they pay $20 each for. I pay $500 for one pair of shoes. That shoes last me 20 years. They got 20 pairs of shoes they pay $20 for. It lasts them five. When you live on cheap faith, you keep buying. In other words, when you live on cheap faith, you keep living living for the next gimmick. You keep living for the next religious uh, fantasy. You keep living for the next prosperity tale. Oh, God's going to give you this in three days. Oh, you're going to, and there you go. Whoop, 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 praise Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Because your faith is cheap. Somebody says to me, oh, it's going to happen today. God's going to, I declare God's going to get, I, listen, you ain't telling me nothing I already know about me. My faith is so strong. I already know where I am. No, no prophet is going to come up to me and, 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 and spot out Turn around three times and do six hiccups. And then all of a sudden the heaven's going to fall. No, 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 boo. No, 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 no. My faith is quality. 
I don't keep running to the preacher that can, oh, preacher's in town, preacher, I'm running down there for the next gimmick. I'm not saying everybody's a, a, a Jack Lane, I'm not saying everybody's a gimmick. I'm just saying there are a lot of people whose faith is not strong and they put all their faith in the personalities of the preacher and they think that what they say is what God wants for their lives. It's not what they say. It's not what I say. It's what God says through me. And you have to be smart enough like the woman to be able to see. Hey, I don't care. Call me dog, whatever. I realize it, it ain't look, It ain't the bread. It's, the, it's what's in it. So look, when you learn to raise your faith score and not your credit score, you can ask God for the little things that have all the big things in it. I mean, we we adamant. Man. I got to raise my credit score. Oh, we can bring my score up from five hundred. Girl, I'm at seven hundred. What's your faith score? You want to tell you your FICO score, your your FICO, FICA. You want to talk about your what's your FAITH score? What's your FAITH score? Is it cheap? Do you run? At every sound of trouble, just because you got rejected, you're an outsider. You bow down, they not listen to you, they're ignoring you. They called you a dog, you got an attitude and quit. This is good teaching. It's the little things. Isn't it that we learn to cherish in life? The older you get, you realize it's the little things that matter. It's not really the big things. We start out at 20 years old, talking about, I'm going to get the biggest house, I'm going to get the biggest, I'm going to get the biggest, I'm going to get the biggest. Then when you get 40, 50, 60, you'll be like, I don't care about the big house, I just want to make sure my family is there. I just want to make sure I'm healthy. I just want to make sure I can go on a vacation if I want to and do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. It's all good. Now, I don't I don't have to have a Maybach, just does the car run, will it get me there? I'll Uber. It's the little things. So I end this today saying, if God did that for an outside woman, imagine what he would do for you. You're a child of God. And if her persistence as a Canaanite moved him to heal her daughter, God was willing to give her the crumbs, but God has a whole loaf of bread sitting in the oven waiting to put it on your table today. You ever walk in Subway and you smell them cooking that bread and they got the bread in the oven. God has bread in the oven for you. If you come to the altar today, crumbs this is crumbs the little things i'm pc and that's all i got